Shawty, what's all with y'all? Oh, hi. Coming to say you're lucky, fine. We got to cutting it off. It she know about the kid and fuck on my line. I'ma keep it up all with y'all. But Shawty, I'm trying to make you mine. Don't make it too easy, I wanna try. She looking too good, can't let it go by. Oh, yeah. Think I won the lotto. This slow mulatto. She could be a model. She wanna show me some. Think I won the lotto. Alright, another cold open here. This time I'm with Jordan. Of course um welcome back it's been a while good to have you back jordan hope everybody good to be back jordan uh is coming off of some drugs he had his teeth his wisdom teeth removed can you tell us a little bit about that before we get into it <laughs> uh i mean it's kind of funny they, they just go like all right this is gonna kick in in like 30 seconds to a minute and then i just wake up like and they're like okay we're all done and it really cool. that's that's all it was <laughs> yeah, like and i was like i was kind of loopy but i wasn't i wasn't too far gone yeah. Um, yeah, it was fine. I haven't had too bad of pain, so I'm I'm back in the saddle a day after. So let's get to it. Wow, you're you're like a you're an animal, dude. You're they should they <laughs> yeah. should test your blood, dude. That's insane. a workaholic. I don't workaholic. Know. Yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. So this episode is gonna be a fun one. First, we're gonna start off by talking about what we coined as the unprecedents, and then we're gonna be talking about NBA, uh, tiers. Uh, basically, it's gonna be like in relation to the championship. Um, so we'll get in more into that when we get to that segment. But starting off, the unprecedents. So we looked at it kind of like um, a superhero clique called the unprecedents, and that is Luka, Jokic, and Zion. Um, we these guys, they're like the weirdest players in the NBA, but they're so freaking good. Obviously, Giannis could be in this group, but I was saying that Giannis, to me, if you put all four of these of those guys in a lineup. Giannis included, and you were like, which which one of these guys plays basketball? Giannis, you'd pick every time. I'm not sure you would pick Luka, Zion, or Jokic every time because Zion looks like a football player, and Luka and Jokic don't look like they play any sports. And then for Tatum, Tatum's around the same age as uh, Luka and Zion. Um, he's kind of like in between. But Tatum, to me, again, same thing. He is like a pretty obvious NBA player. And he just he's not as weird of an NBA player. Still very good, still a game changer. Um, but to me, Luka, Jokic, and Zion are just completely changing the game. And um, if you told me that Luka's going to be the best out of all of Giannis, uh, Zion, Tatum, uh, and um, Jokic, I would not. I would. I would believe you. Like I wouldn't be surprised. So, Jordan, uh, yeah. how do you feel about I, that? I mean, I think the thing with these three that's so different from like you mentioned Tatum or Giannis is their play styles are so unique. Yeah. Um, it's not just that, you know, they, they do look like, you know, they either don't play sports or for Zion, he looks like a football player, but then you watch them play and it's still like, we've never seen anything like any of these three guys. We've seen things sort of like Giannis with Jack. Yeah. Um, you know, you can make comparisons to Giannis. We've definitely seen guys like Tatum. Yep. Um, but Luka, Jokic, and Zion are all so unique that even if you don't think they're the the best players or the you know top two or three players in the world, they're they're completely unprecedented in in just the way they play. With, I mean, Zion's six six and jumps higher than anyone on the floor, and he's probably heavier than anyone on the floor. Yeah, I think he's the heaviest so, player in the NBA right now. Or one. Yeah, I mean, and Jokic is you know seven feet in and passes you know one of the best passers in the league. Um, it just scores in such unorthodox ways. It's it's like it's so weird watching Jokic score the basketball because he takes these shots that just you've never seen anyone else attempt. <laughs> and no, they're, yeah, they're like light work for for or Jokic. The passes same, same for Luca. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I completely agree. And then the stat lines are another thing. Like Giannis and Tatum put up crazy stat lines. Nothing crazier than Luca. His last stat line was sixty points, um, ten assists, twenty one rebounds. Jokic, not his last stat line. His last stat line was, um, let me find it. It was forty points, six assists, seven rebounds. But the a couple games ago, forty one points, fifteen assists, fifteen rebounds. Zion, forty forty three points, uh, five assists, three rebounds. Like these guys are putting up just absolutely ridiculous stat lines. Yeah, pretty regularly. It's insane. And, and the thing about uh, Zion's stat lines is he doesn't have the assists or rebounds of the other guys. But he shoots sixty percent from the field. Yeah, like Giannis <laughs> can't shoot uh, anything no. like Zion. No, and I mean 
can anyone that's not like a, a center who takes only layups and, and takes maybe, you know, six or seven shots a game, like Zion's yeah. taking, I think I saw he's taking 16 shots and he shoots like almost 10 for 16 a game. That's, it's just ridiculous. The efficiency he does it at. So yeah, the, the stats they put up are like completely unprecedented, which is another reason why they're, yeah, they're, they're just so they're such strange players and they're so fun to watch. Uh, We'll start. I guess we'll start with Luca. Um, just describing him as a player, the he he plays so slowly, but everyone else tries to speed him up and they can't. And he yeah. just scores at will. And he's come out and said that it's score. It's easier to score in the NBA than in the Euro leagues. And he completely shows that he's like he backs that up. Um, and that's why he's so strange. Like you would think speed is kind of has to do with it in terms of being fast, but Luca's the complete opposite. He's so slow. And he brings everyone down to his pace and then he just outsmarts everyone. What have you noticed from Luca that like sets him apart? Well, I think it's interesting because he is slow, but I think he uses change of pace very well. It's not like he's, you know, slow compared to just your everyday guy. He's slow compared to an NBA player. Yeah. Um, But like he lulls guys to sleep a lot and then he'll explode um, and get a step. And then he just uses his body better than anyone in the league. I think he's, you know, everyone knows now he's he's so strong um and it's similar to zion where it's like you just can't do anything about it when a guy has that much mass um and they're coming downhill that fast like luca does but what luca does different too is just a ridiculous handle and like creativity um around the rim and in the mid-range wherever he is on the court i I think his creativity and footwork combined with just how well he uses body and, and gets guys off of him um without fouling is like I don't know. I've always hated the the Luca to Larry Bird comparison, um, yeah. because I think Bird is was you know one or two dribble guy, amazing shooter, and Luca's like dribbles all the time, cooks guys with his handles, and just out muscles guys all the time. Yeah, and his separation, his like ability to just get separate because he's not the. It's not like he's unathletic, but he's not like the most athletic or like highest jumper, but. No one can guard him at all, and it's because he's able to use his body, get this crazy separation, and then he has like this fadeaway that he goes to. It's insane. Um, what do you think is the ceiling for Luca? Because I think it's undetermined at this point. I think, I mean, I, I think the ceiling, surprisingly, is like the best player in the world. And yeah. the reason I say surprisingly is because he's still not very good on defense. Yeah. Um, and I do think a lot of that has to do with his athleticism. One. And second of all, his usage on offense and yeah. how much they rely on him on offense. So it, it's tough for him to put all his effort on the defense as well. Um, but I think despite like being an average or below average defender, he, he's so good offensively. And if you just get him a co-star, uh, you know, a legit other all-star and he starts winning games, then it's going to be hard to to argue against Luca being the best player. Um I do think Giannis, for the time being, is still the best player in the league. But if we're talking ceilings, Luca could for sure be that guy. Yeah, he's absolutely insane. He could be one of he could be the best scorer like of all time. He's already at I think he's at eight thousand points in year four. LeBron was I believe at ten thousand in year five. Um, so Luca could easily come after LeBron. He's on pace with LeBron, uh, scoring wise. So that means he could if he. The thing about Luca is his game is going to age well because he's not using a ton of athleticism. He's sort of like Chris Paul in that way, where yeah. he's not he's using his brain and his dribbling. He's not using athletic like Derrick Rose, Ja Morant. Those guys, well, obviously Derrick Rose more, but Ja Morant, his age isn't going to his game is not going to age well with his athleticism. His body will break down eventually, but Luca is going to age into his role nicely. He's not even in his yeah. prime either, which is scary. I do think, I mean, regardless of how well your game ages. Uh, it's so hard to play for how long LeBron's been playing. Yeah. Like, I I think LeBron's probably gonna hold that scoring record for a while, even with Luca being this good. Just because, oh yeah, I mean LeBron never got hurt other than what like a year. Yeah, but Luca's um, never gotten hurt either. So there. Well, is I know, like... but Luca's so young. Like, it's hard to do that for a whole yeah. career, and it's also hard. Like, Luca doesn't take care of his body clearly as well yeah. as LeBron does. So I mean. He could like, yeah. I think he could go down as at least one of the best scorers ever. He definitely will, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, let's transition to Jokic. So Jokic, I think, is the best passing big man of all time, and then might he actually 
be the best passer of all time eventually if he can continue at this pace and add more, which it, like you think is crazy, but it's just because Magic, I think Magic is probably the best passer of all time, and that's just because he consistently did the passes that he does now, and Jokic has been consistently doing it. He's just been in the league for like five years, so we can't give it to him yet, but there was one pass in particular off the pick and roll. He bounces it backwards through his legs to, to like Aaron Gordon or something who dunks. Um, he has completely unlocked everyone. Aaron Gordon is having a career year. He's peak Aaron Gordon, and that's all because of Jokic. Jokic makes your life so easy. What about the way that he plays Jordan? Is like Why does he make the game so easy for them? I mean, you mentioned the passing. It being however tall he is, is he, is he over he's seven, seven feet? But, yep, or he's like he's, seven. Yeah, I mean, being seven feet and being able to just look over everyone like and see the floor the way Jokic does, and then I, I don't know, like – how you get better at passing or if he practices it or or if know. you're just born that way but like he throws these one-handed like deadly accurate passes that look like they go like through people's hands yeah <laughs> and just right to his insane his teammates I, it's like it's hard to like explain it without seeing a, a video of it but i i do think you know his size and having that vision combined with just a natural feel for the game and unbelievable accurate passes. It's, it's unbelievable how he, how he sets guys up. It's yeah. And like he scores when he wants to, so he can just, he'll just stop scoring on purpose. And like, he'll take this like feeling out dribble to see what the D how the defense reacts and then hit the guy based on the reaction. And if it's not his shot, that's the most, that's the best option. He just won't shoot until it's absolutely needed. And then he'll go and start scoring. And the thing with Jokic yeah. too, sort of like Lucas, he's not even in peak physical condition. Um, could you imagine what uh completely like transformed physically Jokic is like? Yeah. It's so this scary. is I've had that discussion before. For Luca, I think his body helps him a lot on offense. Yeah. Um, and I'm wondering if it's the same way for Jokic, because if Jokic all of a sudden got super skinny and in shape, I don't know if he would be able to um bully guys and control guys with his body as much yeah i definitely think it helps luca more um you see luca just out muscle guys a ton Jokic is a little bit more finesse yeah um i think like if Jokic got in really good shape and put on muscle he would be that's what that's what i envision like a Giannis transformation like not yeah that i mean that would be ridiculous yeah well no obviously not like Giannis has insane genetics but i'm saying like in terms of adding muscle not um that's obviously Giannis is on the far extreme. He has much, probably much better genetics than Jokic does. Um, yeah. But yeah, he Jokic is my favorite player to watch. Um, I think of all time, just watching the way that he cooks and watching the biggest guy on the floor, take the ball up off of a rebound and slowly like dribble it up. And then just kind of the way that he finds it's not that he doesn't go to the first read. He goes to like the fourth. If that like he dribbles down the middle sure. and it's the guy you least expect but the, is the most open is who he hits. It's not um, in basketball, like when you dribble in the middle, everyone collapses, you usually get it to the easiest kick out, man. He's getting it to the hardest guy, but the guy who's completely the most open. Yeah, so he crazy. also, the Nuggets do a, a good job of moving the ball too, and Jokic doesn't yeah. like just try to make a play and just get an assist. Like he'll move the ball, get it back, find guys, um, you know, cutting. He doesn't have to, like like the Mavs and Luka, it's a lot of Luka just driving and, yeah. and drawing help. And Jokic does do that, but the Nuggets do a, a lot better job of moving it around and getting guys um, in motion. And, and that's reflected in the usage rates. Um, Jokic right now is at 30.9. Luka's at like 38.3, um, yeah. the highest in the NBA right now. Um, so, yeah, you it, that's definitely reflected. I would say um, Jokic, too, I think I he's a two-time MVP already. And it's insane. He should I, – I think he arguably should be uh, – MVP this year and I know a lot of people are going to disagree with me but most valuable player is that mo that's inherently most valuable to your team if you watch the Nuggets without Luka I mean sorry without Jokic they fall apart and it's a lot of Bones Highland taking a lot of shots it's a lot of Aaron Gordon dribbling but he can't really create his own shot this team sort of completely falls off of a hill when they take Jokic out for those like six minutes a quarter um, same to same with Luca, but Spencer Dinwiddie takes up a lot of um the facilitation for the for the bench unit, and that kind of helps it out for um 
for for the Nuggets, they really don't have like a a, a score. Like they're having DeAndre Jordan come in as their sub for Luca or for Jokic. yeah. I mean the the argument for Jokic too is they're the second seed in the West, right? Yeah, they're number one right now. Are they? Oh, I, yeah. I thought the Bulls were. Um, no. Uh, yeah. So there you go. They're the number one seed. I mean, Luca, his stats are. Oh wait, ridiculous. you're right. Sorry, they're tied. They're tied one and yeah. two. Yeah. yeah. Um, like Luca's stats are ridiculous, but being whatever seed they are, they're like eighth or, or ninth, I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, like Jokic is doing all that and, and winning and putting up those crazy numbers. And the, the crazy thing about Jokic is he's not gonna win this year for sure because no. you just don't Runner win three row. Yeah. But yeah. he's probably having his best year. And yeah, he just I think won back to back MVPs, which is yeah. crazy. He's just getting better. And um, yeah, so just to clean that up, Mavericks are in seven. Um and then they're tied. Uh, Pels and Nuggets are tied one and two, but um, or they're tied twenty two. They're both at twenty two and twelve, um, for win loss records. So Nuggets are technically two, Pelicans are technically one, but they reality are tied. They hold a um a one and a half game lead over the Grizzlies at three. So the other thing um, I will say about Jokic though, yeah, I don't think he deserves MVP this year. Um, and I think he want he did deserve the last two. And even though he's playing better than that this year, I still don't think he deserves it because of how well the other guys are playing. Yeah. Um, Lucas I Tatum, think Giannis. right now I think it's it's Tatum. I think it might end up being Giannis. Um, and then I even think KD is probably oh, yeah, slightly ahead of Jokic. Um, but, yeah, it's it's crazy. I, I don't think we've seen an MVP race like this in no. a long time where there's realistically probably five guys you could see winning this award. And we're 100%. already over a quarter through away the season. A hundred percent. It's not usually like that. It is. It's not. It's insane. Um. So transitioning now, Zion. Um. I mean, what like Zion is? There are unicorns. We we th- probably throw that term around a little bit too much. Um. But I think Giannis is one for sure. Kevin Durant was one. Um. Zion, six six. Uh. 284 pounds so to put that under perspective he's sort of like a a bigger charles barkley if you can believe it but he's also got like a 45 inch vertical something like that um he jumps over everyone that's not charles barkley did not have that he's also extremely quick um right now he's averaging uh 25.8 points seven seven rebounds four and four point seven assists um what stands out about zion like when you watch him play to you, I think it's obvious, but the jumping ability is yeah. like something I've literally never seen. And you mentioned Jokic being your favorite player to watch. Um, Zion's my favorite player in the NBA right now to watch. If Zion's playing um, and I can get that game on, I'm watching uh, as much as I can just because of the, like something crazy is going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just like inevitable. He's going to pull off some ridiculous play. He, not to take away from his skill, but he literally will get in the lane and just jump and find a way to finish. It's it's like so ridiculous. And he'll have, you know, three, two, three guys on him too in the paint challenging him. And it doesn't matter because he just jumps and he adjusts in the air like and no one else can can hang with him. It's yeah, it's just ridiculous. And then yeah. on top of that, like like his his build is just freakish. It's ridiculous being 284 and the highest jumper on the court. Just doesn't make sense at all. No, it doesn't. And you mentioned his shooting before. Like he's shooting from three yeah. right now. He's shooting um sixty point or sorry, from the field goal, he's shooting sixty point seven percent, which is just insane. Um, and then from three right now, he's shooting thirty six point eight percent, which is very good. Um, for his career, he's averaging thirty four point three from three. So he's getting better. Um, this season it seems. Like that's something that we mentioned before. You don't see he's got he's such a strange build. If and he's adding this um, jump shot capabilities, which is really the knock on Giannis is he can't shoot. I think it's probably because his hands are too big. Uh, we saw this with John John Rondo was like the big culprit of this. If you watched his free throws, he could never shoot. Um, and they always said his hands were so big it, it was hard to shoot. Like Boban Marjanovic is another name that comes up. Like any big guy with massive hands, they have a hard time with the grip on the ball. Um. To me, like, you can say, like, oh, why why do you like watching Zion play but not Giannis? It's completely different. Zion has a little bit more finesse or a lot more finesse than 
Giannis, and he can jump a little bit higher. I actually don't like watching Giannis play at all. I get so tired of him just bowling. Like it's the same thing every time he gets the ball and he just kind of lowers his shoulder and it's either a charge, a blocking foul, or a no call. Uh, I get really bored of watching it. Um, Zion, I mean, I wish he tried a little bit more on defense. It was a little bit better. He's a good blocker, but he sometimes is block-seeking. But Zion also has the chance, if he can stay healthy, to be one of the most dynamic players in the league. Um, what what do you think can happen if he stays healthy, like ceiling-wise for Zion? Mm, that's a that's a good one. Um, I don't think anyone knows is the hard part. I, yeah, I don't I don't know either because like there's a bunch of guys in the league that are unstoppable, but when you shoot sixty almost sixty one percent from the field, yeah, and you mentioned like he's developed this jump shot, but he doesn't shoot he like he doesn't attempt a lot of jump shots. I think he shoots under a th- one three a game, and so it's almost like you know what he's trying to do. He's just trying to get to the rim, but you can't stop him anyways. So he's still going to get his, and then he gets offensive boards too a lot. Um, But ceiling, like, I don't know. I I can't see him surpassing Luca. Um, I don't think he'll surpass Giannis, but I think he can be a top five guy. Um, The reason I say he he can't surpass him is just because Luca with the playmaking and Giannis with the defense. Um, And then, same for guys like like Tatum. I don't think he'll be better than Tatum because um, of the defense. But, yeah, top five, I could see for sure. Yeah, and I, I could see, like, top, um, like the best player on a play on a on a championship team. Absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah, so it, th- those guys, that's why those were three that we just wanted to highlight and talk about because they all had monster weeks this week. Uh, Tatum had a monster Christmas game, but I already talked about him. Um, this was, like, the week after Christmas. Everyone just had a monster game um and these are three just completely different and unique players that we've never really seen anything like so we wanted to highlight them uh let's take a quick break and then we're going to come back and we're going to give our nba championship tiers and we'll explain that a little bit later okay we're back uh nba tiers okay so the way this exercise worked was we we made we each made our own tiers we didn't tell each other how many tiers we made what the titles were of the tier. Um, and the whole thing was championship tiers. So I'll start like reading just by reading off the names of my tiers and then we can go tier by tier and say um, each team that's in it. But just to give you kind of an idea. So I had contenders or sorry, serious contenders, not surprised if they were, con- if they were in the finals or won the championship, the one piece away pretenders. And then Wemby is their championship. Um, what do you, what did you guys have for the names of your tiers? So the tiers, I just did classic, uh, S tier, A tier, B tier, C tier, D tier, and F tier. So I have six. Okay. Good stuff. All right. Um, why don't you give your S tier? I'm assuming this is, uh, like legit contenders right now. Yeah, no surprise. These are, win. these are the top contenders. I have five teams in here that I think, uh, can win the championship right now. I have, so do I. And these, these are in orders. So this is Celtics, Bucks. Nets, Pelicans, Nuggets. Those are my five. Okay, mine are Celtics, Bucks, Nets, Warriors, and Suns. The Warriors, yeah. I understand if they're out of it yet. I'm not putting them out of there yet because um, they burned me last year, and it's the essentially the same team. I just am not going to count them out. Right now, they look terrible, but it's without Steph. I'm just not going to count them out. Suns, they've already been there. Um, why don't, Can you give me the 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 reason why you have the Nuggets and the Pelicans in there? So, first of all, I get your take about the Warriors. I have Warriors in A tier, so I'm not yeah. I'm not out on the Warriors by any means, but it's just hard to see them as contenders, yeah. like, right now. Um, the Suns, I'm out on. I, I just, I don't think um, the chemistry is, is there, and I don't think, I mean, for whatever reason, I just don't think they have the the clutch gene like as a team almost yeah um, after what we saw last year in the playoffs i know they got there the year before um but i think their their window has closed i mean this is their their last real year i would say that they have a chance at it but i mean the real reason they're not in there is i just think the pelicans and the nuggets are better mm-hmm. um the the pelicans we saw last year go on you know really good run and that was without their best player yeah, like we're seeing now that Zion is their best player. 
you mentioned earlier Zion might, you know, turn into this guy who could be the best player on a championship team. I think right now he might be the best player on a championship team. And when okay. you combine that with B.I. Um, and C.J. McCollum as your third guy, a lot of teams would kill to have C.J. McCollum as their third guy. And, like, that's that's something that I think puts the Pels over the top is they have so many weapons. Um, and then they also have great complementary guys with Alvarado. Um, Trey Murphy, Herb Jones. Trey Murphy's awesome. Herb Jones is awesome, yeah. Jonas uh, I, Yeah, that's who I'm thinking. Jonas is a very serviceable big guy. So they go pretty deep. And on top of that, they have so much star power. I, I just think the Suns are good, but I would take the Pels. I, I think they're hungrier. Um, and I think they have a better roster, honestly. And then the Nuggets just comes down to Jokic being, yeah. you know, a top four or five player in the world. And then on top of that, Jamal Murray, you know, he'll he'll he's be back, back, right? Yeah. He's he's looking he's like he's like he he played well on Christmas. He looks a little like he's getting it back into rhythm, but yeah, he he played well on Christmas. But that's the thing, like Jamal Murray's getting it back. He's not quite back, and they're still a top two seed yep. in the West. Um, MPJ playing better, Aaron Gordon having a career, career year. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, that, those those two teams. I mean, it's hard to argue against the Suns. Maybe I so I'm you underrating them a little bit. I want to switch. I had so <clears throat> my next tier was not surprised, and that was Nuggets, Grizzlies, Clippers, Pelicans, Sixers. I want to switch the Pelicans and the Suns um, because you you sold me on that one. Um, so I'm going to do that real quick because I actually completely agree with everything you said. And to be honest with you, the Suns, I just let, I really am high on Devin Booker. That DeAndre Aiden thing, it just doesn't make sense the more, the like the longer it goes on, the longer it plays out. He clearly does not want to be there. Yeah. And I don't understand why they matched his offer with the Pacers and didn't sign and trade. I understand matching it to do the sign and trade so I don't lose the asset for nothing, but bringing back a guy who clearly doesn't want to be there, he keeps getting into it with Monty Williams. It's clearly run its course. Um, I don't understand why they're doing this. And then the, I, the good news is that they at least sold the team to someone respectable. But um, yeah, CP3, he's not looking like he used to. I mean, I know his assist numbers really are good, bad, but he's yeah. not scoring the ball at all. He's yeah. very old. He plays not great in the playoffs. Devin Booker, I love. I would love to have him on any team. I think he's an absolute dog. I don't understand the Devin Booker hate at all. Um, this guy is an absolute machine. I love Mikael Bridges too, but their bench is pretty weak. Um, the Nuggets, I, I, the only reason I love Jokic, it's just that second unit. I think they're one piece away. That's why I have them in the not surprised um, contender, which is like, so after contenders for me, it's next one is not surprised. And this would be teams that I wouldn't be surprised if they were either a in the finals or B one, one at all. Um, and that's the nuggets, the Grizzlies, the Clippers, the Suns, and the Sixers, the Clippers. I only put in there because at, at peak, you have Paul George and Kawhi Leonard and a really deep team um, that wouldn't be surprising if they put it all together. Um, but you just like, it's hard to like, I would rather overvalue someone than undervalue them and, you know, get shown up. So I put them there. The Suns, we already explained why the Sixers, they've been playing really well recently and they're still missing Tyrese Maxey. Um, Joel Embiid and James Harden are kind of figuring it out. Finally, James Harden looks to be in really, really good form. I'm liking this new stage of his career where he's passing the ball more. Joel Embiid is really, really good. Obviously they're missing Tyrese Maxey. Um, the Grizzlies, I know they got shown up against the Warriors, but I think they're they needed that. Um, they they are they're sort of um, they desperately need some shooting, some wing wing shooting, but they're still a really tough team, um, and they always come ready to play. And then the Nuggets, we already talked about. Um, who was your your next tier, your A tier? Yeah, my next tier. So I have the Sixers, Clippers, Cavaliers, Grizzlies, and Warriors. Um, you you touched on it with the Sixers. The reason I have him that high is because Harden's really putting together a, yeah. a great year. Um, that Christmas Day game, yeah. just unbelievable performance. I know, like you said, he's been passing better, but when when Embiid went out of the game, Harden absolutely took over shooting yeah. the ball. Um, and if you get that version of Harden, who can do both, who can hit the step backs, um, create for himself, um, shoot the ball efficiently from three, and also you know average close to nine or ten assists, like that's the best duo in the NBA. And I know we love our, our boys on the Celts, but 
Harden and Embiid playing at their best are are two like top seven guys in the league. So that's why I have the Sixers there. Clippers, you already mentioned it. Cavs, I I really I still believe in the Cavs. Um, they've been on a little bit of a slide, but just the talent and like their top six or seven guys, I think are are good enough to to have them as a second tier team. Um, and then I have Grizzlies and Warriors who are just kind of obvious. Yeah. Um, so the Cavs, so that t- slides in perfectly. My next one is one piece away, and that's Cavaliers and Mavericks. Um, the Cavs, I think they they just need to upgrade that wing spot. They don't have enough um, shooting at that wing spot for Garland and Mitchell to kick out to. Um, they have that. It's the Isaac Okoro. Um, oh, what's his face? Um, Karis LeVert, Kevin Love, sort of like shooting guard, small forward kind of position. Um that they really need to upgrade. Mobley's taken, like he hasn't really evolved as much as we would like, but he's it's only his second year, so he's kind. It's not even a sophomore slump. He's just not, um, as evolved as we would have expected. Yeah, but that's fine. It's literally his second year in the league. He'll be an insane player. He is an insane player already. Um, I love the big, the big, the twin towers with Evan Mobley and Jared Allen. Um, like I said, they just desperately need that up to upgrade that spot. Um, and then I think. That's why they're one piece away. Um, if they get that upgrade, I think they are contenders for sure. They're also, um, it's like their first, not even six months together. So I'd be very surprised if you can, like, I love Donovan Mitchell, but he's not Kawhi Leonard. He's not someone you can just plug in and win a championship with right now, especially with such a young core. Um, I think in two, three years, they're going to be contending for sure. Right now, I think they're one older piece away or keeping their core and evolving, um, getting better, getting into their primes. Um, Mavericks, I've already talked about this. Luca's the, their entire team, but when he comes off, yes, I like the Spencer Dinwiddie manning the second unit, but he's not as efficient. Um, there's their shooter. Like, they just need someone else. They they need I, they need some other guy. Jalen Brunson was a huge loss for them. They need someone like Jalen Brunson, someone who can take the offensive load because, yeah, Luca's. Luke is going to do this in the playoffs, but it's also going to be people are going to the teams are going to sell out on Luca, and there's not really much he's going to be able to do to get a win. I mean, he's going to get like he, he'll he get like 80 points, but I don't know. Even then, I don't know if like he's going to be able to get four wins, you know, um, or as I guess 20 wins to get all the way to the finals. So I'm worried about this team. I think they're one piece away. But you like the thing with them is Luca's is going to be the best player in any series you're in, really. So. Um, with that, you can always win. Um, why don't you give me your your B tier? Yeah, so my B tier, I originally had the Suns, but uh, looking at it now, I'm going to move them the Suns up to, to the A tier. Um, so my B tier then is the Heat, Kings, Pacers, and Hawks. I just think all those teams have enough talent to make a run. Um, Pacers don't have a ton of talent, but they just play really well together, and um, Halliburton's on another level, so... Uh, the Heat, obviously, we've seen make runs before where, like, it, it almost happens every year with the Heat where no one talks about yeah. them. They, they go on to have, like, a finish the season well, and then they make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, I don't see them making it to the Eastern Conference Finals, but I do see them, you know, pushing a team at least in the second round. Um, Kings, I mean, just a story, team, good duo. Yeah. What? They're a fun story, but they're not gonna yeah, be going anywhere. Yeah, no, they're they're definitely not going anywhere. Our lists are also a little different because I have six tiers and you have five. Uh, five. So m- this B tier is more like your next tier. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, Pacers. I already mentioned. Then Hawks. I just think have enough talent that they can you know surprise someone. Maybe maybe get an upset. That's why I have them there. Yeah, Hawks. So I looked at so the pretenders for me. It's teams that are they're flawed. Um, some of them deeply flawed, some of them not deeply flawed, but they're too flawed to make a any impact. I think in the playoffs, um, I'm happy to eat my words on any of these teams, but I don't think I will. Um, so for me, that's Heat, Blazers, Jazz, Kings, Knicks, Pacers, Hawks, Raptors, Timberwolves, and Bulls. Um, I I labeled this one the Pretenders. Uh, a lot of these teams are like in the five to nine range uh in the standings maybe a little bit lower maybe a little bit higher um these are teams that i think a lot of people thought would do something um i don't think they will because they're deeply they're flawed like i said uh breaking it down heat they do not have any depth uh they need to move off of that duncan robinson maybe even kyle lowry contract to get something else going their depth is pretty bad 
Um, a lot of those guys that they thought were going to pop just haven't. Um, Hero's playing well. Gabe Vincent's playing well. Um, Adebayo is playing well. Butler, I would, I want on my basketball team in any playoff scenario. That's when he comes alive. But the other teams got a lot better. The Heat stayed the same. Um, I just am not really trusting them. Uh, and then for the Blazers, the Blazers could be really good, but I think they're just missing like another piece. Dame Lillard's awesome. Jeremy, I love the big three of like Dame Lillard, Jeremy Grant, but Josh Hart, same thing. Like those guys, that's a big three for Portland, but that's not a big three. Like just look at the Celtics. Like they don't even have a necessarily big three, but it could be like um, Tatum Brown, Brogdon, Tatum Brown, Smart, Tatum Brown, Derek White. Like all those guys are, that's any of those options are a better big three than Portland. Um, and you can do that with many other teams. And then uh, the Kings and the Jazz, like the Jazz are surprising. They have a lot of, I think the Jazz have a ton of role players, but they don't have any stars, obviously. Um, so they're not really going to be in a position to make a deep run. The Kings, I love. Um, I think they're one, they need like a superstar to really get them going. Um, they have an upper tier, like Kevin Herter could be an all-star this year. He's been playing out of his head. Um, Malik Monk's playing really well. They have a good team, but they're missing like the super dynamic player that they need to get them over the top because the the NBA playoffs, it's all about the superstars. That's when superstars are made. Uh, if you don't have a superstar, your team's not going too far. Um, same with the Knicks. The Knicks are just broken right now. They need to do something different. They're on like a they've suffered some really poor losses that Christmas Day loss was awful. That loss to Luca was really bad. Um, they were playing well. They were on like a little eight game winning streak. Now they're starting to the wheels are starting to fall off. Um, they need to make a change. I think it's time for Tibbs to go. I would look to demote R.J. Barrett to a six man role. Um, bring in some new talent. You need to start playing these young guys. They need to make a change of scenery here. Um, the, the the it's just clear it isn't working. They're mediocre. Um, Pacers really good, just too young right now. Tyrese Halliburton, Duarte. I've talked about this team so much. Fucking love them. Um, they're gonna be fine in a couple of years. Uh, Hawks. Hawks are a deeply flawed team. I don't think you can win with Trey Young. I'm going to say that right now. Um, he makes a lot of dumb mistakes. He does not play defense. You would think getting DeJounte Murray in, your usage rate would go down. His has actually gone up. They stagger each other. They stagger the two guys instead of playing them together. Everyone knows what Trey Young's going to do on offense and Atlanta on offense in general. Um, I really think it'd be interesting to see like letting DeAndre Hunter have the ability to run the offense, I think would make him a much more dynamic player. I don't think he's been able to like elevate his game as much. And I think he's a really good player. And I think you get rid of Trey young, you can really open the floor up. Um, I think it's time for Trey young to go. He's been um, already has issues with the coach. Um, and that's the second coach that he's had issues with, with the Hawks. Um, I think obviously they're not, they're not going to trade him because they would like, you don't want to give up that asset. And I know that's going against everything basketball related, but I think, I just don't think Trey Young's a winning player. He's too stubborn. He doesn't pass the ball enough. I mean, he's a good passer is the thing too, but there's just bad decisions and he doesn't seem like he's fun to play with. Um, he's the complete opposite of Jokic. I don't think, I think it's going to be a hard time to get players to that want to come down there and play with him. Um, the Raptors, they're just a bunch of six, nine guys. They don't really have any, I think they're going to have a yard sale and kind of, I think it's time for them to rebuild, get rid of Siakam, get rid of OG and Anobi have a, or build around Siakam but you're going to need to get rid of all these six, nine guys that you have. Um, sorry, this is a very long tier. Timberwolves completely flawed. They need to blow that shit up. Carl Anthony towns. I don't, I, again, don't think he's a winning player. Um, I like Ant Edwards. I would blow it up, build around him and go bear. You can't trade, go bear at this point. You're not going to get anything for him. That trade that they gave, that they did was probably the worst trade in NBA history. Now giving up all the assets that they did for go bear, um, all the picks that they did uh, for a guy who's in this, who's about 30 now. And I don't know if we'll ever get back to the prime go bear. Um, and he doesn't get along with his teammates, which is the same as in Utah. And then finally the bulls, another team that needs to blow it up. They look terrible. Um, I think it's time to get rid of Zach Levine. I don't know what you do with the Rosen. It sucks that you lost Lonzo. Um, that's really what hurt you, but I don't think at this point bringing him back is going to do anything. Uh, Vucevic was an awful trade as well. That's probably, one of the other really bad trades in NBA history because you gave up essentially Franz Wagner, Paolo Bencaro, um, because of those picks ended up being those guys and Wendell Carter for Nikola Vucevic. That obviously was a terrible trade in hindsight. 
Um, I don't know what you do with him. I don't think you can sell him because no one really wants him, but I think you can get rid of Caruso and Levine and sort of transition into a rebuild. Um, but yeah, that's my long-winded thing. What was your next tier? Well, I do want to touch on a couple things you said. So yeah, yeah. let's start with the Hawks. Um, I think Trey Young's a really good player. I think he he's really good. Um, I don't think guys dislike playing with him. I think Trey just dislikes how the Hawks have handled things, and now he's being kind of a a prima donna and like like you said, stubborn and just making comments that he shouldn't. Um, coming out against the team and the coach. And I don't I think Trey might ask for a trade. I that wouldn't surprise me at all because I think he's just clearly unhappy. But I, I do disagree that you can't win with him. I think he's definitely good enough to win. I just don't think their roster is quite good enough. Um they definitely should be better than they are though with DeJounte and Trey. I, I thought that was gonna work out a lot better. Uh and then the Knicks, like I just wanted to touch on they they have been on a skid, but Brunson's been out. And I think you saw over that win streak, like Brunson was complete control of, of the game. And Randall played really well, but Randall played really well because Brunson allows for him to, I think, in a lot of ways. And they, they actually complement each other really well. So I don't think the Knicks are like full blow it up or fire Tibbs or anything like that. I think they're more like they need to package something like picks and RJ and, and get, you know, that next tier guy. Get Trey uh, Young. Yeah, I mean, weird fit, but some, I mean, maybe worth a shot. I don't know. I, I do think Brunson's just a huge part of, of their team, though. Like without him, they completely fall apart. But that's fair. I just think they're, they're painfully mediocre, which is the absolute yeah. worst thing to be in the NBA. Um, yeah. And the NBA is fun when the Knicks are good. So I'd rather either be waiting for them to get a good pick or, or waiting for them to make a or watching them make a playoff push, which they might do this year, but they're not going to, they're not going to be pushing anything. They're going to be in the play in uh, barely yeah, getting I think out of they're it. They're going to be, you know, they're a second round ceiling this year, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's still fun to, to, yeah. Be, uh, but I like, what is this, re- this rebuild that they've been working on is just, well, they've never well, fully they just, rebuild. Well, there's so many teams in the NBA that are one piece away. Like you said, like, the the Knicks are, I think, a big piece away. Like if they got a legit superstar for RJ, um, maybe quickly and like a bunch of picks or something, I think they they could be right there. It's just that's you know that's, that's I don't reaching. know. I I don't think they have that depth to be right there with one big like who yeah. like I I don't know. Like I don't think Anthony Davis makes them a title contender. Um, I think that's actually a trap trade for them. That's a classic Knicks trade that they bring in someone like AD who has these like bad history of injuries, and I feel like they give up a lot of guys, and then they're gonna get the crap end of the stick. Um, to me, like I think this experiment they drafted relatively well if you look at it, but they just like don't play the young guys. They finally stopped playing Fournier. They stopped playing Derrick Rose a little. As um, I know they yeah. played him a little bit because. That was because Barrett cut his finger early and then um, quickly, I think, got into foul trouble. But they are they have, like, these young guys that they just don't play. Um, that's why I wanted Tibbs to get – because, like, they have this homegrown talent, but they're not growing them. So, I don't know. I didn't yeah. understand the Cam Reddish trade because until it – I saw him playing well. He's benched right now. Um, I just don't really know what they're doing, what direction they're going in. I think it's the ownership more than anything. The ownership is really bad. And until they have that change of ownership – um, there's just not going to be a change in New York. Yeah, that's that's fair. Uh, my C tier. So I have the Raptors, Blazers, Mavs, Jazz, Knicks, and Lakers. I'll start with the Mavs because most people probably would have them higher than C tier. Yeah. I just think they they can win a series, but I don't see them getting past the second round. Um, which is completely going back on my prediction from earlier in the year. But you can't you can't win. Finally accepted it. One guy. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I've accepted like the Mavs definitely have an issue in Brunson. I think Brunson was just a way better player than I realized. Like he yeah. he was a huge part of that team. And like last year they needed probably a third guy. This year they need a second guy to yep. even to to be competitive. Like they have no one else. Dinwiddie and Hardaway can have good games um and good stretches, but they can't they can't do it consistently. You need a a guy to, you know, give you 20 a night at least to go with Luca if you want to win in this league. So, yeah, I don't see the Mavs getting past the second round. 
Um, and then I do want to talk about the Lakers a little bit. Uh, C tier, but man, if Anthony Davis could just stay healthy, like yeah, they, they could be so much better. They they went on a huge run. He was looking like an MVP candidate. He was like just playing some of the best basketball he's ever played, which is saying a lot for Anthony Davis. And if you have, you know, LeBron James as your second best player and Russell Westbrook was also contributing, you know, in meaningful ways, not turning the ball over as much, not shooting as bad of shots. Like they were, they were looking like they were on their way to, to maybe figuring it out at least a little bit and being competitive. So I do think when AD gets back, I could see them making a little bit of a push, especially with how wide open the um the West is. But they need to stay afloat and get at least like a, a six seed, I I think. Um, but yeah, AD, I, I'm very high on AD. I think he can come back and carry them a little bit. Yeah, I was looking at them. Someone I was listening to a podcast. So his average minutes are like in the in are in the 30s they kind of hover around like um 33.4 is his regular season average minutes and there's like this weird phenomenon with ad where the day after or the game after you play him a bunch of high minutes he gets injured um so i was looking at it through in december he played 40 minutes against milwaukee on december 2nd and then on december 4th he played 38 minutes and then on december um six against Cleveland he played eight minutes and left injured and then he came back on the ninth he played 36 minutes and in, in OT and then he played 36 minutes um on the 11th and then the 13th he played 46 minutes in that Celtics game and remember the whole reason we sort of came back and won is because they were gassed well that next game the 16th he played 17 minutes against Denver and sprained his ankle in the air um I will not <laughs> I don't injured. Dude, it was insane, but I just want I'm not trusting Anthony Davis. Every time we say, oh, we can trust that he's going to come back and play well, and he always gets injured. Um, when he's, I just don't see at this point, there's so much more evidence to the fact that he's going to not be able to stay healthy, unfortunately, that I'm not going to put too much stock into him. But yeah, I understand why the Lakers are there because at the peak, they could be pretty solid. They were looking good. They were on some win streaks, but they also had a really easy schedule that on that for that win streak unfortunately so yeah um but yeah i understand that uh what was the other is there any other teams in that tier no i mean it's raptors blazers mavs jazz slakers so we we kind of cover cover them okay uh my final this one is we don't need to go too in depth uh wemby is their championship actually the lakers should be in the pretenders tier because they have no shot at getting wemby so i'm moving them up into the pretenders tier um but Wemby is their championship. Thunder, Spurs, Rockets, Wizards, Magic, Hornets, Pistons. Self-explanatory, all those teams are in the Victor Wembanyama sweet stakes. And I imagine yeah. that's your last tier as well. Yeah, well, so I, I still have two more tiers. So I have the D tier, which is just the Bulls and T-Wolves, um, which you covered perfectly. I won't say anything about them. And then my F tier is Wizards, Magic, Thunder, Spurs, Rockets, Hornets, Pistons. So I think that was the exact same as yep. your Wemby is their championship. Yeah, like I mean, who do we want to see Wemby go to? Uh, okay, I can tell you who I don't want. I don't want him to go to the Rockets the or the Hornets. I would love to see him go to the Magic. Well, I wouldn't love it because they're in the Eastern Conference, but I think like as a basketball nerd, I would love to see him go to the Spurs, the Magic, or the Thunder. Um, okay. I would also kind of like him to see him go to the Wizards um, just to have like <laughs> – just to have the Wizards matter because I feel so bad for that fan base. That's true. Um, yeah, Brad Beal, aging Brad Beal with a, a rising. Yeah, woman. it would be nothing. Like it would just make them a little bit better. But they. <laughs> I they mean, it depends. People think people think Wemby might be the, the best player of all time. So yeah, I would yeah. Like to, I would like to see him on the Pistons. They got a yeah. great young core. Yeah, uh, that would be Cade, super fun. Cade, Jade, and Ivy, what, Victor Wembanyama. What's the no uh what's the no Hornets love about? I think that'd be fun. I fucking hate the Hornets and they're off. Like I like they're have you watched they're so bad. They're not even enjoyable I mean, to watch. I only watch them when LaMelo plays and he hasn't played much. Yeah. So but I think well, LaMelo and Wemby would be sick. Well, no, their coach well, yeah, that would be sick, but then they're I just don't like they they have a terror they don't have like Michael Jordan's a really bad management. Um yeah uh what's it called uh general manager and then steve clifford the head coach of um the what's the what's it called um the hornets 
is what I don't like him at all. He plays the older guys over the younger guys. He's the one who was with Orlando and he buried Mo Bamba and kind of ruined his career. Now he's with Charlotte. He doesn't play Mark Williams as like any. He plays yeah. um I forget who he's playing over him, but he's playing this like veteran center over Mark Williams. Um, I just have a feeling developmentally, if Victor somehow ends up in Charlotte, which could happen, um, he's gonna get stunted developmentally. Unfortunately, I think the Spurs are pro- is probably my favorite because I think that they're gonna be able to handle him perfectly. That that's true. I mean, it it depends how long Pop yeah. stays, but yeah, and um, then Ma- Magic would be awesome. But I think it'd be a little. I mean, he's just so good. Like they would make it work. But like, imagine Paolo, Franz, Victor, insane. The Rockets. I I can't stand what the Rockets are doing right now. If you watch Rockets games, they're ruining Jabari Smith's career right now. Yeah, Jabari. Um, I also do think. I mean, it's a it's a shitty situation for him, but he also just hasn't played great, and he's also yeah. a rookie. So I mean, we got to give it a little more time. But it's like he's games. buried on a team of rookies right now. It, it's just like there's no adult in the room, and it's a bunch of kids yeah. just like fucking around. So it's, it's like a game. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I I would hate to see him go to Houston. I think that would really be bad for his development. Yeah, I don't think there's anything that's gonna stunt Wembenyama. Like I think he's too special to to get. No, but there's stuff that could waste five years of his career. You know what I'm saying? Like going to Houston could waste potentially five years of career, whereas going to Orlando, you could be a contender um in in five in three or four years. Going to the Pistons, you could be a contender in three or four years. That's true. Uh, so there's there's teams where like Charlotte, I just don't see a future for them. Um like they just I don't know. I, I don't even know if I really I like watching LaMelo play, but I don't he makes too many dumb mistakes and is so bad defensively that yeah. I don't even know what, what his ceiling is per se. I don't um, think um like I don't think the Spurs would be contenders anytime soon, even with women. No, but they have a well, they have a pretty interesting core that um like I very I really like Sohan. I really like um oh shoot, what's his face? Um what yeah, Keldon Johnson's really good. They have like this very good core um that's young and they're kind of they're they're not gonna be like contenders, but they also have they just have like the right coaches and they've been scouting yeah, Victor. Definitely. They 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 basically leaked Victor because of their he has the connection to Tony Parker and being oh, from yeah. France. Um so they have like that Spurs connection already. And the Spurs are just the best with bringing in international prospects like Manu, Tony Parker, um uh, Boris Diaw, obviously. Oh, that's another connection. Boris Diaz from France, and I believe he's on the staff there. They just have like a really good connection with um, with Victor, um, from just all the French connections. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tiago Splitter. Like they just have all these good international players that they kind of pulled from, um, and revolutionized the international play. So that's why I really like him going to the Spurs. I think that's the best spot for him. So we will see, but. Yeah, thank you for coming on, Jordan. It's been a lot of fun. We will be back next week with another episode. We just wanted to get this NBA episode out because it's been crazy. It's been an awesome week uh, in the NBA. So stay tuned for our next week's episode. And thank you all for listening. We will be back soon. This low mulatto chick could be a model She wanna show me some Think I won the lotto This low mulatto chick could be a model